Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Mafia. Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network and is being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide, order online at picassospizza.net. I'm your host, Cole Schroeder. If this is your first time catching the show, appreciate you very much. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, well, welcome home. We got week nine this week, the big showdown. We haven't played a division game in a while, right? Uh, I think it it feels weird for a lot of people that we haven't played a division game, uh, but we're going to get a ton of them in the back here. So super stoked about it. Um, Super excited to chat about this game. What's up, Thomas? Welcome in, dude. see Richard's in the house. What's up, Richard? Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate you. So super excited about this one. The Jets were flying super high a couple of weeks ago. They kind of are starting to trend downward. And now they're coming into a big time matchup against a real powerhouse in our Buffalo Bills. So we're going to chat that. We're going to chat a little bit about what happened against Green Bay. Injuries, additions. We had a lot of things happen at one Bills drive this last week. A lot of great things, I would say, Um, but we'll get into all that as we move forward. But like we always do here on the show, we are going to start out by highlighting a charity off the top. And due to the fact that this is November and I am a male host, I'm going to go ahead and this week we are going to highlight Movember. That's right. So I'm pretty sure that uh, if you're a male, you're pretty familiar with Movember by now. You guys will see that I will, uh, if you follow along here throughout the uh, month of November, you can check in occasionally here weekly and uh, see how my stash is going as we grow it throughout the uh, month of November here. So super stoked. They do a lot of stuff, you know, obviously for 
males in the regards of, you know, cancer, mental health, you know, all sorts of different things. They do a lot of cool events. You can get into it all over the country. You can set up local ones. You can do all sorts of different things. So it's a very cool organization. It's a very cool way to get involved. And obviously this is the month that they enjoy the most. So be on the lookout for this bad boy. For those of you watching uh, who are probably questioning if I can even pull it off to see what this thing looks like at the end of November, I'll clean it up after this one. So we have a, a little more identifier, but Let's chat a little bit about last week. Uh, I think this was the first time in a long time. I know a lot of you guys that follow the show know that I do a lot of betting and do all that kind of stuff. And I typically stay away from the bills. And I thought last week was the first time in a very long time that I actually took the bills plus their number, which was, you know, at 10 and a half at that point in time, feeling that we would really kind of dominate that game. We dominated that game, and realistically, there were some missed opportunities there at the end, and we would have covered that number. But the bills. Great in the first half. The second half, there were some mental errors. You you could feel it around the building afterwards, just watching the the interviews and everything that was taking place. The players were very not very happy after a victory, right? So there was obviously some things that needed to be cleaned up. Um, but again, this is this is a high powered football team. We're doing what we have to do to win. It's not always going to look great, but they did so much in the first half that it didn't need to look great in the second half. There was no concern ever that this game was going to go the other way. The bills dominated, right? The scoreboard didn't get escalated as high as some were hoping, even, you know, myself included, but they did the job. They beat a team that they should have beaten by a good chunk and nothing went wrong. Minus two interceptions by Josh Allen. But I mean, in regards of nobody got hurt, we didn't lose a football game that we should win and we're able to move on to our division matchup here this week. So very cool. Now, we chatted uh, just a moment here about it. Now, there was a lot of things that took place this week. The trade deadline obviously happened. The Bills made serious moves. There was tons of chatter about big running backs. Brandon Beans cleared the air on a lot of that, who we actually went after, who we, you know, all that good stuff. Um, you know, but I, this is nice. This is a nice pickup for us. Uh, we'll just hit on the pickups real quick. In Heinz, I, I love the addition. I, I think when you when you look around and you hear and you you hear about this guy and you listen to other players and other coaches and other GMs and other defensive coordinators talk about him, this I, I don't want to say it like because I know a lot of people are portraying it like we this was a need for us, right? This running back, pass catching running back. I believe we drafted the pass catching running back, but for me, this is the biggest and most important move because of the depth that it provides with a veteran. I think that when we get into the playoffs, you're in crunch time. If you're in something close that you're going to feel very comfortable having Heinz out there, pass blocking for you late in a game, need him to make a big catch. That's a guy you can trust. So I love it. Right. This is a guy that's been in the league for a good amount of time. He's you you heard him talk the other day, or maybe you haven't, but he mentioned that he was tired of just quarterback turnover, turnover, starting fresh every year. So he is gonna be excel here. I don't think it hurts James Cook really in the long run. Um, I I don't think we were necessarily trying to just throw him out there and keep making him produce and making him produce. He was going to be brought along. So this addition is very nice. I love it. If something terrible happens to Singletary at this point, I feel Heinz can really carry that workload for us if necessary. And this is a future move. You get a guy here a couple of years, he's now signed and he's not expensive. Four and a half million, 5.25 million, I think in the following year. And none of that money is guaranteed. So it's a it's a smooth move by Brandon Mean, I think. On the flip side of that, you give up a, a late round pick. Um, I talk about this quite a bit that just those sixth and seventh round guys don't they just don't really make this roster anymore, right? So when you're getting rid of picks like that, sure, 
you could hit on a guy and some of the best players in the league have come from those spots. But right now that's just not what's taking place with this roster. So giving up that pick and Zach Moss, by all accounts, uh, I think he's a great guy. I think he would, everything that they were trying to do with him was the right idea. And I love the fresh start for him. Um, you know, over there in Indianapolis, they're a run first kind of team. I think it's a good move for Zach Moss too. He gets a fresh start. We give up a very late pick and we get a very productive running back who has been a very good returner. And for me, that that's huge. I've talked about it on the show here recently that that's the, if I had the one thing that I feel like we're just missing is I just think back to those Andre Roberts days where he just continually got us good field position, right? When we needed it, he would get it for us. And this team doesn't necessarily need it anymore. So having a guy that can get it for us, I think that just pushes us to where we're almost untouchable come playoffs when we're playing hardcore teams. So I love the addition, the Moss move. Yeah, it's going to happen. You feel bad for the guy that it never worked out here. He's a great guy, but good luck in Indianapolis. He's probably going to pan out and have a nice run there. It's a good opportunity for him. So on the flip side of that, the other position everybody knew that was kind of needing to be addressed here was Jordan Poyer is injured. We've already lost Hyde. Johnson and Hamlin have looked very good. I don't, I don't have complaints about the way that they've played when they've had to step in. There was the big give up in the Miami game that probably would have never happened if we had our all pros out there. But if that's all we're able to come up with from these guys, I love it. But then we go out and we get Dean Marlowe. Dean, he's, he's, a, he's a family favorite, right? The team already loves him. He was here 18 to 20. Buffalo Bills Mafia loves him already. But the best part about it is he's been playing. He's been in the game. He's been playing in, at the level right now. So, and he knows the system. So this is a very nice, he could step in tomorrow. Um, I, we'll see. I imagine they'll try to slow play him into this, but there's got to be strong belief that he's probably better than one of the other two guys, right? In my opinion. So I, I'm going to be curious to see how this plays out, but I love the move. I love you get a guy back. He knows the system, so you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, awesome. He loves the locker room. I just. Brandon Bean, he did exactly what I think we needed him to do, right? He he quieted us by doing something, right? Uh, nothing splashy like everybody was talking about and trying to make happen and the Kamaras. And he confirmed there's some CMC chatter. Yeah, I mean, adding a piece like that, if you can go that far up, sure. But I believe that you're really hampering yourself in trying to build long-term here. And right now you have a winning formula, so you don't need to blow it up. So I love the little additions. The other one I want to hit on um, that we lost, it's, it, it sucks a little bit, but th- this is a tough room right now, is Isaiah Hodgins. That, that, him being cut, you know, I'm not, I like him, right? I, and, and I thought that he was, he was going to have a real opportunity for us. But on the good news for him is he went to the Giants. The Giants are banged up right now at wide receiver. Super banged up. So the kid could not found himself a better opportunity. Now, he doesn't have Josh Allen throwing him the ball. He's got Daniel Jones, but he should be familiar with a lot of the scheme and what's taking place. So he should have a real opportunity here to shine. They've got a room over there that's been so wishy-washy that he could truly find his spot there, I think. So super happy for him. Uh, it sucks to lose him because you you, know, you never want to lose the guys that have stuck around and you've been seeing them get better and get better and get better as we, you know, we want to build internally, but you see it, uh, you know, you feel bad about it, but you got to move on. So I mentioned it off the top. One of those moves there was because of Dean Marlowe, right? Let's see. 
Richard, yeah, chiming in, wishing Hodgins nothing but the best. That's right. You know, obviously, I mean, we love the kid. I think anybody that comes from Buffalo, even when they don't pan out here, right? We're not, we're not ill will hoping that something's not going to go well for them unless they've just somehow like completely been like a terrible person while in Buffalo, right? I think it's it's pretty easy to to get along with the Bills Mafia as long as you're a good, you know, human being. So appreciate it. But Real quick, before we move on to the injury report, because that's going to be a big piece of moving into this week, I want to highlight uh, my friends there that you can see if you're watching here at Better Edge. So Better Edge is the premier no-fee social betting marketplace. Better Edge allows users to create their own prices and lines for sports betting positions in 45 states. So they're often better than the ones you can find anywhere else. You guys can use the code NERD at sign up. It gets you 20 bucks once you verify your account. So you just head to betteredge.com slash nerd. You get 20 bucks. The cool thing about it is if you like betting and stuff like that, it's it's not against Vegas books. It's against another human being that's out there in a different state. You essentially go on there, you put a line out saying example tonight, right? We've got Philadelphia that's going to play against the Texans. So you say, Hey, I, I say a hundred bucks says the Texans cover plus 15. And you put that out there and you see if there's somebody else that's like, you know what, I'm going to take that. And they'll bet you individually between just the two of you all done through safe, traffic and marketing. They've actually just announced the other day that they've now written over $50 million worth of orders you know, in it. So it's a very cool marketplace. They do competitions, they do auction squares, they do all sorts of cool stuff over there. So I think you guys should check it out. You might really like what they're up to. There's not terrible VIG. You can find a lot like 101 instead of paying 110, a lot of cool stuff like that. So betteredge.com slash nerd. You guys get 20 bucks for going over there and verifying your account just for being part of the show. So very cool. Appreciate them and appreciate everybody listening. So let's see. Daniel's in the house. Uh, good luck to Zach Moss as well. Yeah. Unless he's playing Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, you never want him to do great. Uh, maybe unless it's in like, you know, blowout time, he gets to come in the fourth quarter and he has like a nice run or something. We can accept that. But do you want to highlight the injuries this week? So let's hit them real quick. We got Spencer Brown was limited today. Tremaine limited today. And then we've had full participation out of Taiwan, which has been a while since he's been able to do that. Cam Lewis looks fine. Matt Milano was off to the side today, DNP'd. Von Miller DNP'd, but that's more of a rest day, I think. We got full Mitch today, so that's huge. Uh, Mitch Morris is huge. Uh, and then it looks like, you know, Saffold was back in the mix today after his veteran rest day. So all in all, the team's pretty healthy. We'll continue to monitor the Milano and Poyer situations as we get closer to the game. Uh, I, I think Milano's going to be fine, right? He, he finished the game, you know, I, and there was no mention of it until almost a day later. Uh, the Poyer thing... Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's down this week. And I think that we've seen the team so far kind of be really careful with these guys, right? I think they're really trying to keep him around for the long term. You know what? His value in the playoffs, even if he misses a bunch of games in between, could be worth him sitting around while we play some teams that we should be able to beat. So obviously we want him out there, but with Marlowe being added, uh, he he may not get a ton of action this week, but like I mentioned, he's been playing. So Poyer, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if, if we see him sit out this week and maybe another week as we move forward. Um, but the other addition, right? Trey, he's officially on the roster, the active roster. Um, we don't know what that's going to look like for him this week. I mean, he's probably not playing this week. I think it's been said he's not going to play this week, right? But it's moving in the right direction. It's trending in the right direction. We're getting him back. The other piece, which I thought was pretty funny, and I totally spaced on this until I saw it the other day, was uh, we still have Xavier Rhodes on this team. I totally forgot about that. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. 
Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. So uh, I'm curious to see how long he's going to stick around. Is is there concern still with Trey enough that Rhodes does stick around? Are they keeping him around just to see what happens with Trey? Um, are they keeping him around just purely because we've got some young kids and they, you know, they want the depth there. But it was interesting when I saw his name, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot all about the fact that he was still on this football team. But all in all, we've got a healthy football team that I think is capable of going onto the field this week playing against the New Jersey Jets. Now, obviously, everybody likes to make this one, you know, each and every week, kind of the big, well, it's the battle of New York, this, that, and the other, you know, and the, and the Jets were looking good. They came back, they came out hot when Zach Wilson came back for straight victories. I mean, if you, if you go and look at it, they didn't beat great teams. They had a win against the best quarterback they faced in that match, in that matchup was Aaron Rodgers, right? And we just saw them. We just saw Aaron Rodgers. It's not that hard to do. So the Jets come in at five and three. Buffalo coming in at six and one. Obviously, this is a big matchup, you know, five, six. That that appears to be very close. But we just watched the Jets come off of a big loss to New England last week. You know, they kind of found their way back to where they come from. And that's being kind of the little brother of the AFC East, right? Where we're used to being. They found themselves this week. So thought it was very interesting to see that the number came out at 11 and a half points. Now, for those people that don't really pay attention to the sports betting and everything, Vegas is very smart with football. So looking at the numbers kind of tells you a lot of time about what they think is going to take place in a football game. So tonight we have the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles who are supposed to be the best team in the NFC, potential best team in the NFL. Uh, And they're going up against the one win Houston Texans. And they're a 14 point favorite against a one, one, one win football team, right? The bills are six win football team, 11 and a half point favorite at the other team's house against a five and three football team. And Vegas still believes that the bills are going to win this game by 12 points or more. So I think that tells you a lot about what it, what should we should expect from this game. I don't think any of us really think that the Jets are going to beat us, but this is not a game that we should be really truly considered about in any kind of regard. If you go and look back at this, we've we've won this game the last four times that we've played this team. The last time that they actually beat us is when they basically, we rolled out, it was the rainy game, 2019. We sat the starters, right? And Sam Darnold beat our third string guys in the rain. That was the last time that they beat us. So when Josh Allen's been around and he's been in the game, we've won the last four. They're building our building. This is a game that we should absolutely win, right? 
So let's talk about offensive side of the ball real quick. Uh, I don't think that many of us believe that the offense should really feel threatened here, you know, but ultimately this defense, if we just talk about the Jets defense where they're ranked, so they're 10th against the pass, they're ninth against the run and they're 11th with points allowed. First look at that. That's, I mean, that's pretty decent, right? I mean, there may be a little concern again, we mentioned who they've beaten, right? They, they have not had to play very tough teams. They beat Denver, but they beat Denver without Russell Wilson. They lost new England last week. They beat Pittsburgh and then they beat green Bay. So they have not beat anybody except exceptional. Definitely not at the level of Josh Allen, right? So offensively this game for me, we don't have to do very much different than what we did last week. I think green Bay's past defense is just as good, if not better than this past defense has shown so far this season. So we just have to be efficient. I think there was a couple bad errors that were made, you know, late in the game, you know, late in that second half where Allen admitted it, just a couple bad errors. If you get rid of those couple bad errors, which they happen, that was the first time we've really seen them since maybe the Miami game. Um, he's really been clean. So uh, I don't think we really should be worried about that. And this was a game that if you take away those two errors against Green Bay, we, we, we probably get up into the 40 range, right? So the Jets offensively just keep the efficiency keep Devin Singletary going Spencer Brown we'll see he's back limited uh, it'll be interesting to see if we decide to if he's good enough to roll him back out to the tackle position or if we're going to go with Quisenberry I mean he's been in there for a couple games now he's looked good he's a good player right uh, if you, when you want depth that's the kind of depth you want so it'll be interesting to see how that works out but I think you just basically come in efficient keep doing what you're doing run the football pass the ball. They give up more yards through the air than they do on the ground. But this is a game to me that the one thing I want to see here happen is you just saw Diggs really get into it with one of the better cornerbacks in the league last week. And we went after it. We let Diggs eat and we kept him going. We absolutely have to do this. Sauce Garner, he's looked very good so far, um, but we got to go after the sauce. You want to break the backs of this defense. You go after Sauce Garner. You show him that he does not stand a chance against who we are rolling out there with Josh Allen at quarterback. So Diggs, get him after the Sauce early. If they really try to line him up against him one-on-one -on -one and have him follow around, I would love to see Diggs eat. So let's make sure Diggs eats. Let's eliminate the errors. Just be efficient. Singletary in the game. Hines, I'm sure, is going to get to see some action this week. I'm really curious to see some of these lineups where he's going to go because this he's, he can line up in the slot. They've already talked about packages where he could be on the field with Cook and Singletary, right? So this this is intriguing stuff to see kind of what what's going to take place here. Um, this may he, may hurt uh, you know Shaquille a little bit on getting on the field. Isaiah might even have to really step his game up here to not lose time time to a guy like Hines who's capable of being out there. So. Nothing big here on the offense. Be efficient. This is going to be a loud atmosphere. They're they're at five wins. They think they're this is their year, right? They're making big moves. They're trying to do their best. They brought in big time players, but it's not there yet, in my opinion. So Bill's offense, much more of the same this coming week. Keep it cool, calm, confident. Keep Josh upright and just work what we have, and Josh will destroy this team. Now, on the defensive side of the ball. I came across kind of a very interesting stat about our, uh, Zach Wilson that I thought was pretty, pretty interesting because you talk about guys like Josh Allen, Mahomes, some of the guys that are the very best in the league at quarterback, they get rid of that ball around two and a half seconds or less, right? You, you'll see them trending 
down below that two and a half, maybe some above, but two and a half is kind of that set number. Zach Wilson trends very heavily towards three and a half seconds or more a lot of the time. So defensively, their offense is 14th as far as passing and 20th as far as rushing. And they put up about 18 points a game uh, as far as this offense goes. But when he holds the ball for more than three and a half seconds at a time, out of 41 times that he's done that so far this season, he's completed four passes. Now, typically you think of that number. If you give the quarterback more time, what should happen? You give Josh Allen three and a half seconds every time to throw the ball. What do you think is going to happen? His completion percentage will probably be 9,000, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're talking about like very, very specific that that's the window when most people coverage breaks down and quarterbacks excel. He does the exact opposite. He cannot do well the longer he holds onto the ball, which is very interesting because our defense, Von Miller doesn't take three and a half seconds to get there. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what plays out with this game. If they do protect and he does have to hold on to the ball longer, it's not going to necessarily be a bad thing based on the numbers. But will they really try to get that ball out quick? Which he's not great at either. Right. So he did all right last week, but he threw three interceptions against New England. Uh, I think that when you give him a defense that moves things around, disguises things around without moving pieces, he struggles. And that's exactly what this defense is. Right. The Buffalo Bills defense can line up in all sorts of different looks and do all sorts of different things. So I'm very curious to see how well we can do against Zach Wilson this week, because it it's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. But we just kept Aaron Rodgers very much in check with not a great wide receiver crew. Zach Wilson doesn't he has high quality players if you look at their draft stock but they haven't been producing Garrett Wilson. I like, I like the kid. I think he might actually be all right, but he needs somebody different than Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. Elijah Moore, they, they just can't figure out the situation with him, you know, and he could be a very productive player and they just can't seem to get it figured out. Tyler Conklin, excuse me. He's been, he's been playing well to tight end position, but these are not like killers that we should be worried about. I mean, these are, we lined these rookie cornerbacks up against Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. So that this is not like, a team that you should be overly concerned about, you know, as far as the defensive side of the ball. Right. And see Daniel, Daniel chimes in here, a good QB with three and a half seconds would feast on the defense. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the weird thing about this is that he really struggles in that atmosphere, which should tell you a lot. I think about what he is as a quarterback and what he can be. So this offense was, was winning games and they were doing okay. When they had Brees Hall, they played their first game without Brees Hall last week. And we saw that when they don't have that 30, 40 yard run, that big play, that big play that he was making a big play every game that was really changing things for them. They're completely different, completely different. So on the defensive side of the ball, I got just three quick kind of keys to the game for me on this one. Just grind. This defense is very good at it. If we give up some little dink and dunk stuff because they're concerned with how long he's holding onto the football, so they push him trying to get it out, just grind like we typically do. Calm, cool, collected, and grind. Tackle. You don't give up the big play. I don't see any way that this offense can really come out and just get after us. So just grind, tackle, and just the young men on the back end because I, I do believe that we might be poor in this one. Um, 
that they're they just hold up the back end. You know, don't give up the back end. The only one big mistake that they've had all year was they gave up the back end on that one play and they were close. They were they were almost there. They almost had it. So this is this is very much like we're in the territory, I think, in the back half of the season here where maybe minus Minnesota next week. And I still feel good about that. We should feel very, very, very confident going into every one of these games. And I, I'm, I'm even more confident now with the fact that Vegas is telling me that they believe this is a 12 point game. We just went up against the green Bay Packers at home on Sunday night football where the number was 10 and a half. Now we're going on the road against a team that's got five wins that's in the division. That's typically tight, right? Division games find ways to be tight. And then if you go and you look at even a little deeper into this, you know, and you look at like the bet percentage on each side of the money, the money's the money's on the bills right now still too. So there, there's a lot of things saying that the Buffalo bills are going to be victorious against the New Jersey jets. And they'll have to back down again, take their place as they're behind us again. That's where they belong. It's a okay. So for me, I I've, I've kind of been going back and forth on the score this week. I do think that this is going to be a fairly similar game to what we saw last week where we'll come out, we'll do our damage. Not that we'll have errors in the second half, but we're not going to be as like big and aggressive in the back half. So I'm going to call that I'm saying about 34 to 17 in this one. And I'm not going to be completely stunned of the, if they score less than that, I I do believe that they're going to struggle. I really do believe that they are going to struggle against this defense and, and they may not even get in the end zone, but they throw the ball a lot. They do have a few playmakers. If you make one wrong move here, you make one wrong move there. And realistically, if we start getting up on them, it's throw happy. A lot of times when throw happy teams can just score maybe some late garbage points, 34, 17, 34, 13, 34, 10, somewhere around in that range. This doesn't feel like a game that we'll have to work incredibly hard. I imagine a a fairly pushy and kind of first quarter, a little bit left in the second quarter in their tank. But by halftime, I feel like we should have our, our, our basically have our feet on their neck already ready to just snap it and put them out of their misery heading into the third quarter. That's where I am. But I look forward to watching it, you know, each and every week, especially as we got these pieces moving in with Heinz and stuff. This team has been changing. There's been little pieces have been changing. The the sack percentages have been really good. The defense is looking really good. We've been losing some guys. Some guys have been in and out. So just seeing this team each and every week continue, continue to be like nimble and navigate through all this. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done such a good job in building us an incredible roster this year. And I'm super excited to see it go out this Sunday for a 10 a.m. game, which it doesn't feel like we've had one of those in a while. But the old, well, that's 10 a.m. for me. Sorry. One o'clock game for you guys. Uh, but on the on the East Coast, but enjoy it. Have fun. It should be a blowout, hopefully. I'd love to see us go in their building and hurt their feelings yet again and just continue to climb the AFC East, AFC East charts. So that's going to do it for this week's show. 
I appreciate all you guys listening in. Those of you that have been hanging out, chiming in in the chat, please like and subscribe and share and do all that good stuff. Comment, let me you know what's going on, all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys listening in. Make sure you head over and check out betteredge.com um, you know, slash nerd. Get your 20 bucks over there and check out their platform. It's pretty cool. It's kind of fun. Uh, just going up against other people. You can set up stuff with your coworkers. You can do all sorts of different things. So it's a blast. But appreciate you guys. And of course, go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!